But it's the time of the week when we're joined in studio by the Money Doctor, John Lowe of moneydoctor.ie and columnist with the Sunday Business Post. John, you're very welcome. Hello, John. Five, 53106 for a cost of 30 cents. If you have a personal finance query, you can email us lunchtime at newstalk.ie. I want to, first of all, talk about this plan mm. uh, from Bank of Ireland, it seems. Well, there's research that was carried out. Yes. And God love them. You have to admire their ambition of trying to convince people to part with their tracker mortgages. I think we can give mortgage holders a little bit more credit yeah. than, than this research might have uh, well, you know, tried to find. The, the, the tracker mortgage was finished five years ago, and I've been preaching ever since then, you know, hold on to your tracker like grim death. The only thing is, I don't actually blame the Bank of Ireland here. I actually applaud them, because what they're trying to do for don't the shareholders... Don't applaud the bank well, on the radio. They're, what they're trying to do, Jonathan, is trying to save uh, money and make money for their shareholders. That's the whole idea, so that they can... I mean, they're the, the most uh, privatised uh, bank at the moment what in What about Ireland. the poor customer who has the tracker mortgage who's entitled yeah, to hold well, on well, to the well, tracker well, mortgage? Well, well, the only thing is, 20% uh, of all trackers in Ireland are with the Bank of Ireland. That's about 80,000 uh, trackers. It's costing them a fortune. If you had a business, no matter what it is, uh, it just, just happens to be banking, but if you had a business, you'd be looking at all the costs, the most uh, expensive costs, and seeing what you could do about it, wouldn't you? If these banks, and like Bank of Ireland in this case, come up with some way of trying to creatively encourage people to hand yeah. over their tracker, should an alarm bell not be rung quite loudly that this well, is what they're I, up I'll to? I'll tell you where, where I have a really uh, a big kind of fault with some of the banks, and not just Bank of Ireland, by the way, it's all the lenders, is where they've got somebody uh, who were who brought in with maybe up to 70%, Jonathan, of the net disposable income uh, in in financial payments and suddenly they're asked uh, w w will you um, uh, you want an extension of your interest only loan well for you to get the extension we're going to have to move you to a standard variable rate and you'll lose your tracker that in my view is a disgrace because what they're doing is they're adding to the indebtedness they're making it nearly impossible for these people and what happens in 12 months time when you become a, a review again when well they're just going to have to be very careful how they gauge it because it could come across very yeah. it's sinister but what they're trying what, to do but they're not saying they're doing it what Interesting, Jonathan, uh, with, with this research, though, was that some seven out of ten tracker mortgage holders are finding the monthly payments a strain. Seven out of ten. And that's the 1.75%. And it's likely to go down, by the way, by a quarter of a cent yeah. next, next month. And four out of ten of those surveyed in the tracker survey uh, are in negative equity. So it, it, it's, if ever those rates start to go up, it's good night. Please, will the last one turn out They're the They're barking lights. up the wrong tree, yeah. I suspect, in Bank of yeah. Ireland. And I've, property tax, the other thing that is upsetting people at the mm -hmm. moment. And uh, th this, I only realised myself the other day because I got an email. I, like the rest of the neighbourhood, yeah. was waiting for a little envelope with a harp on it to arrive never arrived and this bemused because all my neighbours got it and then I got an email uh, the other day saying I have to log into Revenue Online which I find it, uh, very very difficult for some reason I don't know whether it's operator error <laughs> can't log in I've no idea what my property tax estimation is because of this convoluted system that they have to log in and you're in. the only one in your area oh, anyone who's registered for re Revenue Online in oh, my area has, has, that's, has right. They, that's right that's right would yeah. you think they just send out the bloody letter I'd pay for the stamp if they asked me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. If you if you are registered with the revenue online, that's the only way now you can get your your uh, assessment. So, I mean, I I ring them and say post it out. Yeah, I have to say the, the computer won't play ball either way. And if you ask for a new PIN number, guess what they do in revenue? Post it out. They post out the <laughs> PIN number. So you're waiting for three or four days before you can log back in. It's a crazy system. Yeah, it can be a bit frustrating. I'm sure, it has, a, I'm sure it has its merit somewhere else. Uh, let's go to some of the listeners' questions. Um, one listener says, I have €100,000 split in a deposit account in my own name. Is it OK to leave it? Well, first of all, you should spend it. 100000 that's great. I think it's brilliant you have 100000 split in a deposit account. Well, first of all, you're covered by the deposit protection scheme 
scheme and I presume it's with uh, an Irish-based financial institution here in Ireland. So, I mean, what happened in, in, in Cyprus, as, as we've already said, it was unique. Uh, and while the government has dipped into that pension uh, kind of levies there uh, and it's going to end next year, it didn't affect everyone. And, and you could imagine, Jonathan, if anything like that was to happen here, there'd be a hue and a cry, pitchforks down to the doll. Anyway, uh, the 100,000, even those people in Cyprus were, were covered by the 100,000 deposit protection. So it's under the threshold, don't worry about it. If it's under the threshold, yeah. But I I certainly wouldn't be, you know, if I had hundreds and hundreds of thousands, I'd be very careful. I mean, the state savings, by the way, they don't have any of the uh, protection in a sense because it's sovereign debt. Therefore, you don't need it. So it it ranks equally with all other sovereign debt. So therefore, in in some respects, it could be considered safer than the deposit protection scheme. Next question is from listener says, can you please ask the money doctor the best way to save or invest money that's earned abroad? I'm thinking of taking a job abroad as many others are where I'm going to earn 49,500 untaxed a year. Untaxed. Uh, this is a very interesting question because... Where are uh, they working? Uh, uh, yeah, well, it, it, they could be in Dubai or one of these Middle Eastern countries. However, I've, I've done a little bit of research as regards, you know, where to get the best rates, Jonathan, in the different continents. Asia, Mongolia, which is the 135th uh, largest economy, uh, 2.75 million people. and um, Their best rate there is with Khan Bank, K-H-A-N, 15.1%. But That's you not have to... In li- Asia. Be living in Mongolia. In Africa, it's it's no no. Well, you know, if if they t- they'll be happy to take your money. However, their inflation is nine point five percent. So uh, Uganda, who who have uh, the Bank of Baroda, um, they're the ninety third largest economy. When you consider, by the way, McDonald's is the ninetieth largest economy in the world, right? Uganda is the ninety third. Can't invest it in Big Macs now. The, fi- the fir- uh, one year fixed rate is twelve percent. South America, Argentina, the rate there is probably the biggest, nineteen point eight two. But their inflation is twenty two percent. So no matter where you go around the world, even in, in the United States, I mean, MetLife Bank, believe it or not, have the best one-year fixed rate. And you know what their rate is? It's 1.05%. That's the best rate. The best rate in the States. Yeah. So there's very little. In, in Japan, it is the worst rate of all. So what would be the ba- it, Rather than uh, leaving it in a bank in, in Uruguay or wherever yeah. you're suggesting, yeah. is there any point in bringing it home, would you? Well, it depends what currency that this chap is, is getting it in. He's saying that 49,500 euros. Is he being paid in euros? Does he have a euro? If it's a euro account, that means that he has to have some kind of a euro account. I mean, for instance, best in uh, Italy, Portugal and the UK is 3%. So that's the, the most he's going to get because it's euro. So, so when you transfer then to another currency, you're then going to suffer the opportunity of uh, maybe exchange risk. Uh, or not the opportunity, but the opposite of opportunity. Yeah. So, okay. I mean, he, could, he could also, well, he could also, I mean, uh, I would be certainly putting it back here and putting it into, say, a demand account for easy access so that you can transfer it into some kind of, maybe put it into gold, put it into art, rock and roll memorabilia. We <laughs> John, had John, not with the rock and roll memorabilia <laughs> again. Please ask John Lowe, says our next listener. I earn about €30,000 per year. My wife is unemployed. We have two young children, but thankfully, in this case, they don't have a mortgage. Their post office save Savings bond has just matured, giving them forty-four thousand euro. What next for their savings? They have five grand well, in their. Well, that was very really nice. Forty-four thousand. That means they put in forty thousand euro. Ten percent was tax-free. Uh, that's now been reduced down to seven percent. So it's still that seven percent is still the three-year uh, savings bond is still three point four gross for those each of those three years. So you consider the best twelve-month fixed rate at the moment is three point oh six from the permanent TSB. So and it appears also from this question that this uh, family don't have a, a, a more 
mortgage on their home or else they're renting. So if they're renting, they might want to think about using some of this towards putting it against the deposit on the house. And, you know, 30,000, for instance, to raise two children in an apartment, that's the income that this person is earning. Extremely tight. Some of the lenders won't even consider, you know, like I think AIB need a minimum income if you have a family of 36,000. And that's just to take care of the family before they consider the balance to, to uh, you know, uh, kind of justify the so I would the assume mortgage. with their 44,000, they want to put it somewhere where it's not gone away for yeah. 10 years and they can access it. So they're looking well, what, for the what I would be doing, that. maybe putting 30,000. I mean, he's got 5,000 in the current account, which is earning nothing. So I'd be putting 30,000 maybe back into the maybe three-year um, NTMA account. That's if he wants to stay in cash, the cash options. Mm. I mean, cash options are alternative investments and it depends on what their attitude of risk is. Uh, but anyway, if he's going to stay in the cash options, then probably the three year is, is is maybe the best rate in terms of you know short shorter term okay. and then the balance the 19,000 to 5,000 in the current account and the 14 into something like KPC or Rabo Direct where they get on demand totally accessible that's 19,000 which is about right okay. uh, but anyway the first thing you should do on that small an income for a family uh, and especially if his partner doesn't work do a budget and uh, your children's third level just to remind them it's going to cost 42,000 each alone I know they're young children they're but young yeah, children as you've as told well. me before yeah. you need to start worrying about it <laughs> you need to start worrying the next question reads a little, by, little bit like a riddle if cohabiting unmarried woman due to maternity leave earns less than 12,000 euro as a PAY worker in a year is she entitled to anything in social welfare by may uh, by way of a top up yeah but the, the one the one parent family uh, payment i mean that's one of the the main kind of you know conditions not be living with a spouse civil partner or cohabiting so I mean if you've claimed for a child after the 3rd of May 2012 Jonathan um, by the time uh, you know 2015 when the child is is reaches seven your payment is gone by the way at the age of seven so uh, if you're cohabiting or you're, you've, uh, you know you're not living with your spouse or civil partner then uh, there's no uh, unfortunate okay, so no it doesn't matter that you're earning no, less than 12 no, grand because you're cohabiting matter. that's, yeah. that's not soft cohabiting <laughs> next question is my husband was out of work but recently started a new job and inquired about starting a new pension with an advisor the advisor wants 3% of his contributions every month as a fee he says he needs this due to the recession but it <laughs> seems very expensive to me what does John Lowe think of that? <laughs> That's a great line, isn't it? I, I must use that myself now. I need this due to the recession and see what kind of reaction I get. No, I, I, they're talking here about a PRSA and this is the, the kind of, uh, it's the cheapest way of getting into a pension, Jonathan. You pay 1% maximum I know, annual yeah, th- this is most A lot but of people then, who are in yeah. private sector like me actually have a PRSA because right. there's no, state, well, there's well, no well, company the, pension. Well, the kind of the maximum uh, agency charge is 5%. That's the maximum. It used to be a lot more than that. So this this particular chap uh, is is uh, charging three percent. Let me put it another way, right? We'll analyze it. You want to invest two hundred and fifty euros a month. Um, so um, your your advisor is now saying uh, we'll 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 take seven euros fifty cents a month for this for the year. That's a total of ninety euros uh, for the entire year, Jonathan. The average doctor charges sixty euros, and the average time spent with a patient is seven minutes. I go, I most go, financial, hold on, yeah, most on. financial advisors will spend sixty minutes advising on the investment. That's over five hundred euros worth. So, I mean. You know, one sad part about this is that people expect financial advice for free. So you don't pay the financial advisor you're when not, you're in the meeting they're not, with they're them. Not paying, they're not paying this financial advisor. He's, he's, he's organising that. Would they not do better to, sir, uh, to ask for the fees. money up front? Exactly. 
rather is, than coming along and taking three percent. Which is what is happening in in the UK now. I mean, uh, commissions are going out. So within a couple of years, it will be that where you pay. But you know, you've got to get the mentality right first. You've got to get people to think. Yes, I think it's worth yeah. paying money. Don't say. Don't blame advice. the recession if you're trying to do business for God's sake. It's not going to go down well. That's a good line. Um, the one last one, if we could. Ted, you're not allowed to use that. Um, my neighbour just got a deal on his mortgage. Fifty grand of debt forgiveness. Should I stop paying the mortgage to try and get the same? We're struggling, but just managing it. Talk about keeping up with the Joneses. I mean, first of all, I'd like to know how did they find out about the neighbours? Did your neighbour tell you all the gory details? Like they've no income, they've no assets, and they've 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 no prospects. It must be pretty grim if they got debt forgiveness as it it's stands. It's pretty grim because each one is on a case by case basis. There's no such thing as debt forgiveness. It's debt reality, Jonathan. And so when you can't pay the full repayment, when you have no hope of ever repaying the capital, and when you can't even repay the interest, that's when they start, you know, calling you in and starting to go. And at that point, by the way, it is not a time when the lenders say, let's transfer your tracker mortgage into a standard variable rate, because that's, that's how pathetic it is. Therefore, the two ways to crystallize your debt is stop paying because you've no money, or you have an offer to sell and you have no assets to pay the deficit. Or, or income struggling. Thank God that you've still got repayment capacity and that's what they should be saying. If they do it in this circumstance that they're struggling and yeah. and they, they are thinking it like effectively they're looking at pulling a fast one. If the bank find out they're in serious trouble. Yeah, but this, this is like getting back to biblical proportions where, you know, the, 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 the worker in the field, Jonathan, where that guy's earning more money than I you know, Should, would they not be better served talking to the bank in the first place and saying, look, we're struggling here? Well, it, it depends on what their circumstances are. I would think that if they're able to, they're, they're struggling means that they're managing it, but it's it's tight. That's okay. The bank will, will accept that. You know, we, we, we spoke last week about dropping Sky, dropping your second car. Mm. Uh, if, if, if your crash uh, costs are now more expensive than the job, the second job that you've got, stop the job. That was kind of, you know... Yeah, that didn't go down well when Michael Luna suggested it, nor did you when you suggested it. Let's not revisit that particular one.